welcome back to Tower Talks. In today's episode, we're talking to Francel Trotter-Bellinger, also known as Fran. If you visited the cathedral on a Thursday, you've probably met Fran sitting in the human rights porch directing you to wherever you needed to go. Fran currently serves the cathedral as a greeter and a Lego volunteer, but it was her extensive personal history with the cathedral and the National Cathedral School for Girls that made me want to chat with her for this podcast. So without further ado, here's Fran on Tower Talks. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Going a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I'm in a similar boat. Uh, to start, uh, Fran, would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners at home and where you come from and what you did before the cathedral? Well, my name is Francel Trotter Bellinger, and um, I come from, I'm a native of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the few people that was actually born in D.C., I was born in Friedman's Hospital, which no longer exists. It's now Howard Hospital. I lived in southeast Washington basically all my life Mm -hmm. until I moved to New York for a short period of time. I was a judge Mm -hmm. for a while and um, graduated from National Cathedral School, which is how I came to the cathedral. And um, my kids went to the cathedral school. And um, let's see, what did I do before I came to school? Well, I was a judge in New York. That's mm-hmm. where I was a judge. And um, uh, I moved back to D.C. Um, basically because I was no longer a judge and I was unemployed and I had to come back. <laughs> well, i got to figure out something to do. <laughs> yeah. It was very political. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, it got to be politics in New York were very, very nasty, and it was time to leave mm-hmm. and uh, come back to D.C., which was home, mm-hmm. and my mom was ill at the time, and so we came back and took care of her, mm-hmm. and um, my kids were in public school in D.C., and at the time, that was not a good, safe place for them, so um, we put them in the cathedral schools, and that's how I came back to the cathedral. So when did you start volunteering? Because you've been a greeter with us for a long time. Was that the first thing that you did back at the cathedral as a volunteer yourself? Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I've been a greeter for 15 years. Wow. So you have spent a lot of time saying hello to people and pointing out where the elevator is. (laughs) (laughs) And telling them where the bathroom is and, you know, guiding them different places. Mm -hmm. And um, I really came back because I wanted to be a docent. Mm -hmm. and. Um, that just kind of never worked out, and I actually liked being a greeter better mm-hmm. because you actually got to talk to the people as an individual, you know, individual people and interact with them differently. So, you know, I got to talk to people from all around the country and just, you know, talk to them and, about where they came from and why they were in D.C., and you get to tell them about the cathedral a little bit differently than you do as a docent because as a docent you're giving the tour but to a big group, not as an individual. So I got to talk to just individual people and get their stories. And, um, you know, it was really, it's, it's really kind of fun. You know, you get to talk to people from all across the country and, um, I've enjoyed it. I really have. And, um, I sit in the human rights court. And that's right at the front, so when people are right walking in. Yeah, and it's kind of my favorite place in the cathedral Hmm. because it's 
like the best place. It's like where, you know, Rosa Parks is and Mother Teresa and Eleanor Roosevelt and all the important people are that I think in the cathedral are mm-hmm. right there. And I get to stop people and show them where, you know, show them that this is the, the important people that you get to see and get to tell them about, you know, all of the people right there. So mm-hmm. I enjoy that. And, I you know, I, I actually get to interact with people more there than you do in other places. And mm-hmm. I also get to have the freedom to kind of walk around with people and actually take them to different places. You know, mm-hmm. I get to actually walk around um and, you know, if people need to go to this place or another place, I can literally take them there. So it gives me a little bit more freedom than, than the docents have. Mm. So, you know, I actually enjoy it, you know. Yeah, um, no, I can see that. That makes a lot of sense to me. It hadn't really occurred to me until you were sort of relating that story that you do have a very different perspective just physically in the building from a docent would because of where you spend most of your day. Yeah. You know, um, the docents are more restricted in what they can do, you know, and, and, you know, they do a really important job, but what I, what I can do is just more, I have more freedom, you know, I can, you know, and I also can take, you know, I, I give kind of my own little tour, you know, kind of around the human rights porch, and then I take some folks back to the, um, Martin Luther King statue back on the, um, um, the side, um, the side, um, I don't know what you call it, but you know where it is on the side, mm-hmm. you know, so I can do different things at different times that, you know, the docents can't really do. So, you know, I, I kind of can do whatever I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a good fit for you, Fran. <laughs> What's your favorite thing in the human rights porch or really anywhere to point out to a visitor who's just walked in the door? Like, what's the thing that you usually really like pointing out? Well, it depends on the visitor. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a, if it's an African-American visitor, of course, I like pointing out Rosa Parks right off the bat. And I like pointing out um, um, Mother Teresa. And I like it because there are a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And there's Eleanor Roosevelt's there, and you know, so you know, to me, it's like you know, they, they, this is a this is where the women, the strong women, are, and yeah. uh, of course, um, what's his name is also there, um, Oscar you know, Romero. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and um, I just I think it's you know, it's just a really good place to start, and I wish the docents had more time that they could really start the tour there when they bring the kids in i wish Mm -hmm. they could start it there you know and um tell them why they're standing in the human rights court Mm -hmm. and why it's the first place they step they set foot in the cathedral i mean that is quite literally step one yeah i mean that's where they bring them in so Mm -hmm. you know they actually could just tell them you know that's where you are and that's what you know what these people are that are there and um, Mm -hmm. but that's not my job. So. <laughs> That's above our pay grade, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? so, so in terms of incoming visitors, what have been sort of your most interesting interactions with somebody who's just walked in the door? Any sort of stories that stand out to you or things that you remember as being particularly notable or something that has stuck with you since since that interaction? Uh, they're different 
interactions. I mean, the different like services that I've worked, like the Matthew Shepherd service, mm-hmm. and the visitors that came in for that service were particularly um, graceful. I don't know how else to put it. Um, yeah. Well, that was a very different experience, I think. I wasn't at that particular service, but I think that service resonated in a very different way for a lot of people and for a lot of people for whom, you know, religious institutions don't necessarily represent a safe space. That service was a moment of recognition and safety for a community that needed it. And yeah, 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 yeah. And and even since then, people have come in looking for him. Mm-hmm. And people come up and they're very quiet and asking about it, but they are very reverent. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's just how people react to it. Just, mm-hmm. to, you know, people are very, very concerned and, and very humble mm-hmm. about that space. And it's just, you know, I don't send people to him. Mm-hmm. I take them to him, right? If that makes any sense, it does. I mean, I almost think of it like a pilgrimage in some ways for a lot yeah. of people who are coming to pay respects and honor, yeah, his life yeah. and his legacy. Yeah, yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. a different feeling for him, you know. Yeah. So that's just kind of how I am about that. Mm-hmm. So um, that really stood out for you. Yeah, that stood out for me. I should say that, you know, that the service, this is going to sound really silly because it's so long ago, but the service when King spoke, mm-hmm. I was there. You were not? Yeah. I did not know that about you, Fran. I was there. My parents took me. Wow. And that was his last sermon before he was assassinated, right? Yes. So how much of that do you remember? Like, how old were you when that happened? Or when you went to that service, I should say. What year was that? Um, 63? Yeah, I don't know offhand. I don't know offhand. But I remember being, because I was a student there too, remember? Right. So I was a student, I I knew the cathedral. So, Mm -hmm. you know, going to the cathedral and then going there with my parents for that service was normal for me. Right. But to know that that was a deeply historical moment in retrospect. Yeah, probably not recognizing at the time how monumental that was, but being a part of this incredible moment of history. Yeah, you you don't know it at the time, right? But to look back on it, it's like, whoa, that was really, you know, a really big moment. Yeah, I think one of the things that a lot of people have talked about in this podcast are those sort of watershed moments in their own tenure at the cathedral and how that has shaped their interactions both with the building itself and with others and like other people. And it's shaped how they see the space and how it fits into the context of their lives. Um, For me, that most recently was the funeral for former president George H.W. Bush. Like that happened my first week at the cathedral. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even really know what I was doing. And then they were like, all right, (laughs) this is happening. And that just completely blew my mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that must have been something. Mm-hmm. I watched that one on TV. I didn't get to go to that one. It was cold, you know. We had I was outside most of the day, so I spent a lot of time outside. It was I think it would have been November in DC, and it was just yeah. starting to get not fun to be outside, and that's where I was. 
But it was oh, yeah, those historical moments. I feel like the building is very much a catalyst and a, a holding ground for moments of great gravity and history. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a place of big events, of national mm-hmm. events. And, you know, I every time I'm there, I, like, I'm waiting for what is the next big national event, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a place of big events. And, yeah, it's just a place of, of something big is going to happen mm-hmm. in this place, you know. I think of, you know, President Obama being there, mm-hmm. you know, big events, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I've grown up in the cathedral. Um, yeah, I've always it's always been a part of my life, and and my kids have grown up in the cathedral, which is so weird. I mean, you know. Um, but, I think that does call into question for me though how you reconcile a place of such national significance, right? A place with so much prominence with the the sort of day-to-day of it in your life because it's also something that is very personal like do you think about that when you know that sort of dichotomy of the bigness of it but also how it's kind of just part of our own small little lives in some way yeah it's um it's it's weird because it's so much a part of my life it's um you know my it is a dichotomy in a way because it's the thing is that got me through 12 years at NCS was the cathedral. It wasn't the school. It was the church. Mm-hmm. I loved the church, mm. the music and the, and the atmosphere. And, the, and, and understand, I grew up as a Baptist going to a Baptist church. Mm. And at that time, I was going to the cathedral at the same time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it was so different than what I went to. The music was different. The atmosphere was different. You know, everything was different. My little church, and I loved my church growing up, but I eventually became an Episcopalian. (laughs) The cathedral sort of brought you over. Yeah, but but really, I mean, you know, it's, um, I just, I love the. I, I guess I love the 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 not the pantomime, but the 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 um, bells and whistles and smoke and the ritual the, of it, maybe the ritual. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. You know, mm-hmm. and my son ultimately became he he got he in, ultimately became a chorister, and then he became an acolyte, and I, you know I ended up you know hey this is for me. Do you, so you also work with the Lego project now, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, a new, newish thing started in about this time last year, actually, or basically like a year. Yeah, about just over a year. Yes, we had a birthday. We did, just in time to close for for eight weeks. What has been your best experience about that? That's a very different thing compared to the greeting work, or is it? I guess I assumed it was, but maybe it's not. Well, it's very different. I'm having an absolute ball. I can't think of anything that has been more fun in my life mm-hmm. than this Lego project. It has been just amazing from day one. The little kids that come in, the adults that come in, the grown-ups, the the almost grown-ups, the old grown-ups. I mean... It has just been amazing. Everybody loves it. Charles, 
did an amazing job coming up with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best experience that I had was probably the last, almost just before we closed. Forty little elementary school boys descended on me, and we always have at least two people working mm-hmm. at any given time, right? Yep. This particular time, we only had one person, and it was me. <laughs> of course. You'll remember this. I do, um, because I think I asked you to do this. <laughs> yes, 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 you did. And they ended up not being able to do it. Yes, yep. this is time. The 40 little boys descended on us at about 4.50, and we closed at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. They were from the Bishop Walker School, mm-hmm. and they didn't get to build, but I got to talk to them about the project. And they were awesome little boys, and I wish they had gotten to build, but they were awesome little boys, and they were energetic, and they were so excited to be there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they were cute as buttons, and I wish they had been able to get there earlier. Yeah. But we'll try to work something out so that they get to have that experience. But, yeah. Um, you know, having the kids come in and have a good time there is just, you know, really a really a, a great experience, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm loving it. So yeah. um, we have about 90, almost 100,000 bricks on the table now, mm-hmm. and it's going to take 500,000 to finish it. And um, we're doing it's a, 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 I didn't say it's a, um, what do you call it, a, uh, what do you call it, fundraiser mm-hmm. for earthquake uh, damage. And mm-hmm. it's two hours of brick, and so everybody come buy a brick. <laughs> Do please buy multiple bricks. <laughs> Have you learned anything new about the cathedral from that project? From Legos? Yeah. Actually, yes. The construction of the cathedral is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they have come up with how to put together this structure in Legos to make the cathedral to make it like the cathedral is just unbelievable. Yeah. It's incredibly complex, incredibly hard to do. And um I'm not a Lego person. So <laughs> I'm really just learning how to do Legos and mm-hmm. the Legos are turning into a cathedral and it looks just like the cathedral. I'm just blown away at how good this is and how much I'm learning about the cathedral itself mm-hmm. and how you can make Legos turn into the cathedral. Really well done. Yeah. Again, it's like a small, it's a small thing. I mean, it's a big thing because it's a big Lego project, but it's a small cathedral. So you get to see kind of the the intricacies of the cathedral done in such a way that's really tangible that I think is really fun. Um, yes. And people often think about cathedrals or big churches as being really stuffy, and that is just such a fun thing to get to do. Yeah, and you get to see all the little intricacies of how it's put together and you know, we started from the very bottom and now, you know, we're kinda like at the middle part and mm-hmm. it's really kinda kinda of, kind of neat. I didn't mm-hmm. I just I'm excited. I love it. I get to tell my husband every day I'm going to work to play with Legos. Mm-hmm. How often do you get to do that? <laughs> About every Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had to pick 
a single word to describe the cathedral, and I know that's kind of a trick question, but what would it be? A single word. Grand. Do you want to elaborate on why it's grand? It's massive. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. I love the stonework. Mm-hmm. And it's vast, I think, too. Vast. Get down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fran has a cat, everybody. <laughs> the cat's in the counter. Nope. Um, it is stunning. And what are you most looking forward to going back to when we reopen? Like, what's the first thing that you're like, all right, this is the thing that I'm, like, pinning my hopes and dreams on when those doors open up for the first time after this closure is over? Oh, I want to see where the Legos stand. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I think we're still getting online donations for Lego, which is kind of cool. I know Charles, um, the director of visitor programs, has been working on Legos from home with his kids, which is really adorable. <laughs> He's got bricks. In. I should have taken some bricks at home. I could have been putting them together here. Um, there will be plenty to do when we get back, I promise. <laughs> well, anything else you think I can talk about? No, I think that was pretty much all of my questions. Was there anything that you had sort of thought about talking about in your brain that we didn't necessarily touch on that you wanted to bring up? Mm, no, that's about it. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you think of anything else, you can, you know, call me back. Yeah, for sure. I think that what I've loved about this podcast and what I'm hoping, frankly, to keep doing with it, even when we reopen, is just having a chance to sort of catalog and share with people my experience of the cathedral as a place full of really warm, kind individuals. And so this very personable sort of thing has just been a real joy to settle into, especially when I'm, you know, home alone with my cat for however many weeks it's been at this point. Yeah, right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and for being willing to be interviewed. And I really can't wait to see you on the Thursday in a future date. Hey, you know, I can't either. I'm I'm really getting pretty bored here. Yep, and you take care, Fran, okay? All right, dear. Take care. Be safe. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you again to Fran for speaking to me on this episode, and thank you for listening. If you want to stay connected to the cathedral, the best way to do that is to check out our digital portal at www.cathedral.org. In addition to virtual tours, services, and activities, you can donate to the LEGO project online and help us continue to build, even while the building is closed. For more information, check out www.cathedral.org LEGO. From all of us at the Cathedral, please be safe, stay home if you can, and we look forward to talking to you again next week on Tower Talks. Mm-hmm.